0: Oh, hello, Church on the Hill. This is the weirdest-looking scene ever. (laughs) Tables, masks, people sitting together as a family. (laughs) We've got live streaming still going on. Um, Yeah, and I'm trying—well, I just scooted up. Did anybody just notice that? I can't help it. I don't know about y'all, but during worship, I couldn't get enough air. <laughs> I needed to breathe. Okay, I need to stay put. Um, we're so glad that you're here. Bless you. Glad that you're healthy. Um, before I really get started, I want to encourage you to notice who you miss and you reach out to them. You reach out to them and be the church. Uh it is impossible for us to keep up with absolutely everything, but you can pick up one or two or three or four people and love on them and care for them and hear how they're doing. Uh, still hearing about breakthroughs, i um, just had something happen in our Sunday school class where we've been praying for a long time and literally due to the coronavirus had the breakthrough. So uh, that one good little thing from this thing, but... Um, I do want to just try to explain where we are as a church right now while we're meeting, while we, how we are. Um, I don't want to reflect too long on this. My wife says, hey, stop talking about it because you're making it a, a bigger issue than it is. But we are asking the congregation if you're willing to wear a mask. And the reason behind that is is just to take that next step to try to protect each other. That's all that we're asking. And if you serve, if you're serving on in this body with the worship team or ushers or sound or greeters, we are requiring you to wear those. If you're going to serve this body, we are going to take that extra step. Um, that's why we're doing it. Me wearing one protects you from me, and I like the fact that I can have that. I can make that decision to try to protect. Our people. I get to play a part in getting to do that. That's why we're doing that. At the same time, I have asked a group, um, an advisory group, to step in and to help me, the staff, walk through the next few weeks, the next few months. I don't know how long this is going to last, but I wanted to tell you who those people are and why I asked them. Lynn and Bill Barnhill. Lynn Barnhill works in healthcare billing and physician physician practice administration, but she also is in researching policy rules and regulations in the medical industry. She also worked for, I don't know if she said, eight to 10 years in infectious disease in Indiana. She's heading the group. Then there's Joe Upton, Dr. Joe Upton, who is a a local dentist. His wife, Cynthia Upton, who is a retired ER nurse. Emily and Quinn. Wynn, Emily and Quinn Wynn, they're in our Sunday school class. They are both pharmacists, but Emily's specialty is in diabetes and anticoagulation. I had to look that up, which is uh, blood clots, but she's a pharmacist at the um, VA, and then Quinn, her husband, is a pharmacist at the hospital, and his specialty is infectious disease, which I didn't know. Um, So we have a great team that is going to be helping advise us to know, is our behaviors appropriate? Um, What can we do to improve? When can we open up children's ministry? How can we protect our volunteers? When can we start doing meals again? Just some team thinking about this and watching if the curve is bending or if things are changing to make sure that we are doing what we need to do. I have a responsibility to care for this flock. And if you can just know, I'm not trying to make things difficult. I don't want to wear a mask. I couldn't breathe during worship. I wanted to take it off, but I just stopped singing for a little while, caught my breath, and then started singing again because it is the effort that I'm making for you. When you have the mask on, you are putting that on for that other person. I think it is absolutely scriptural what we're doing. I also had, as I was, now I will just tell you over this last week, Pastor Justin, I think can um, confirm, I've, I've been um, losing sleep over asking you guys to wear masks. It's just hard to ask anybody to have to do anything. But this morning I had a, a, not a vision, but the Lord was speaking to me about these masks and imagine if we were to have a mask of the filter of the word of God and the spirit of God catching what is coming out of our mouth. That, we would, that, that the things that didn't need to come out would get caught, but we would get filtered by God's Word and by His Spirit. And what an important thing. And as you have this on, we are making a statement that we care for one another. But I also want you at this time to maybe consider that filter being God's Word and being God's Spirit, because it's, it's, it's definitely a frustrating time. I don't know if you've gone out and shopped at all. But there are crazy, I mean, uh, uh, Jen and Cody brought us donuts this morning, and Ralph's Donuts was just, had hour-long lines all day yesterday trying to get donuts. It's just crazy what we're having to go through. So I want you to consider, as you have a mask on, allowing the Word of God to be your mask. That The things that we are saying, are they lining up with God's Word, and am I edifying? It's very easy right now to get frustrated and say negative things. Pastor Justin this week, I think it was yesterday, gave a, uh, uh, an Instagram live or a Facebook live talking about 2 Timothy 2, and we have not talked, there you are, we have not talked, but that's what my sermon was on, is on, is 2 Timothy 2. I'm like, oh man, did he see my notes? What ha- What's happened? Is he about to preach my sermon? But no, I think that's what the Lord is saying. So if you've got your Bibles out, get them out, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to jump around, and I'm going to um, be brief. I use this joke over and over, and I probably need to stop, but it was a joke my dad always said. It's like uh, Elizabeth Taylor with her fifth husband. Don't worry, I won't keep you long. <laughs> That's my intent. I've got a lot of notes. I've been I've been storing up, waiting to get to preach to you again, but I'm going to try to keep this brief. Second Timothy chapter 2, and I'm going to be reading from the Amplified, and Liz, I've got it up there if you... It should be, yeah, there we go. So you, my son, be strong, constantly strengthened, and empowered in the grace that is to be found only in Christ Jesus. Let's just pause. Be strong and empowered in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong, church. Verse 2, the things, doctrine, precepts, admonitions, the sum of my ministry, which you have heard me teach in the presence of many witnesses, entrust as a treasure to reliable and faithful men who will also be capable and qualified to teach others. Depending on what translation you look at, what he's saying is, teach what you've been taught. What small groups have been teaching, I see Bruce here that we have taught several times now the letters to the church, which uh, is Francis Chan's book, which is very a radical look at church, but The further we get along, the more I'm seeing what he was teaching is right on. But how we need to teach what we've been taught. It also talks about Scripture, about not changing it. How many times have you heard someone give you a word, but it really didn't, it really wasn't correct? They read the the words right, but they used it in a reference or in a way that wasn't accurate. That wasn't, that kind of fit their need have you ever had a scripture that you stood on that you made it fit your need, but you kind of missed the point of what God was saying? Don't do that. Find out the context of the word and do that. So many times, even now, with what we're walking through with uh, COVID 19 and with the president and with governors and with the protests of cities, we have our, what do we have? We have our spin. Don't spin. Don't spin God's Word. Dig into it. Pray. Seek His face. Seek discipleship as we on Wednesday night are trying to to disciple one another so that we can get this right. I can tell you, I can read a scripture, but because of my history or because of my background or because of my desires, I can make that work in the way that I want it to work and miss what God's saying. And if I miss what God's saying, I miss God's blessing for what he said. So as as Paul is saying, be strong and dig into what I've been teaching you. Dig into that. Communicate truth accurately and exactly and train others to do the same. Make sure that it's not distorted, diluted, or deleted. I don't know about you, but there are some scriptures that I kind of wished hadn't been written. Those hit me in ways that I'm like, if the Lord could have just left that one out, I would have been better. But he didn't. I don't get to pick and choose those. So verse 3, take with me your share of hardship. Take with me your share of hardship, passing through the difficulties which you are called to endure like a good soldier of, Jesus, of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service gets entangled in the ordinary business affairs of civilian life. He avoids them so that he may please the one who enlisted him to serve. What is that saying? Don't get mixed up with nonsense. Don't get mixed up in drama. Stay focused on what the task is. This morning I will just tell you you have been awesome. I I had an encounter where asking servers to wear masks and I was expecting just destruction. And you responded in love and in willingness and just like, "No, no, no, we're good." Yeah, but 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 I I was on the verge of Collapse. I literally, thinking about these things that we're walking through, you watch the president make these decisions, you watch our governor and, like, the governor of Michigan make these decisions, and no matter where you make a decision, someone's going to find it wrong. And as pastors, we try our best to just avoid most of those that we can, but sometimes you can't. You know, if, you, if we were to take a poll right here in this church, y'all would be divided politically. You'd be divided spiritually. You'd be divided physically. You're, we're, we're, we've got so much division. All I've got to do is just throw a point out there and we'll be divided in this room. Not because you're bad people, just because we're different. We see things differently. And because you're different, that doesn't make you bad. Because you like Trump or don't like Trump or because you like Democrats or Republicans or because you like um, Mustard mayonnaise, I wanted to say whiz or no whiz. I don't know if anyone will get that. Anybody know whiz and no whiz, what that reference is? If you go to Philly and get a Philly cheesesteak, that's what you'll get asked, whiz or no whiz. And it's literally cheese whiz. Yeah, and I got whiz. My wife, no whiz. Now, did I judge her for that? Not to her face. We're different. It's okay that you're different. Church on the hill, we do not divide because we're different. How many how many people that are how many people here today are married? Okay, how many people are married to someone that's different than you? <laughs> Jerry <laughs> raises up both hands. <laughs> the only way to stay together is to not let nonsense have control of your life. How many times in marriages does nonsense try to sneak in? Daily. Hourly. This scripture is saying, don't get caught up with that. Stay focused. Stay focused on what we're doing. What are we doing right now? We are slowly trying to get back together in a safe way that does not put people at risk but yet still meets God's word of us still gathering together. That's hard. Stay focused and be willing to, to move. As our team is going to be uh, setting forth and giving some advice on how to walk through this, it's going it's to be challenging. Keep walking. Let's look at the next part. Verse five, and if someone competes, and if anyone competes as an athlete in competitive games, he is not crowned with the wreath of victory unless he competes according to the rules. Number one, if, if an athlete is going to win, you have to compete. Number two, if you're going to win, have a chance to win, you've got to follow the rules. Right? First of all, who has ever won a race that didn't run it? You got to run it. But if you break the rules, you get disqualified. When I was in high school, a high school senior, I got disqualified from the state golf tournament because I wrote a number down wrong on another person's card. It wasn't even my card, it was another person's card. It was just a mistake. But once it got checked, I got disqualified. You may say, that's not fair. What? Fair, not fair. It was the rules. It was my responsibility to get that right. Whether it improved the other player or didn't improve it, it didn't matter. I got disqualified from it. So this is saying if you're comp- competing, you're not crowned with the wreath of victory unless he competes according to the rules. I want you to know that God has a kingdom. God has a way of doing things. And if we will compete according to his way we will receive the wreath of victory. I want to encourage you to know how God's kingdom works and walk that out. Get in the word, get connected to one another. How do you connect in small group? Do it by Zoom, do it by phone, do it by FaceTime, stay connected, but compete. Get out of off the couch and get back into the game. You may have stepped back. You may have stopped serving. You may have gifts that you've just felt like aren't, aren't able to be used. Get back in. You may say, Pastor, now's not the time to really get back in. No, now's the time. I, I told y'all a, a week or two ago in streaming, now's the time to, to, to take a good, hard look at who you are and what you're supposed to be doing. When we get time for quarantine, we're able to think through where is my heart? What am I wanting to do? What am I good at? Maybe in your job, that's not what you're doing. Okay, then maybe now, since you've been laid off or you're not able to work as much, think that through and move in a way that gets you back doing what God's called you to do. Get back to competing. When I'm doing the things I love, whether I'm paid or not paid, it's not work. I love it. I'm not even thinking about it. It's where my heart is. It's where my gifts are. It's where it's the way that I think it's why, again, I'm going to keep going back to this, um, uh, COVID-19 is where coming back in. I don't need to be making these decisions. I need people that are doing this for a living, that are looking over this, that are seeing people affected on the, on the outside to say, no, 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 this is what's happening. And this is how we're going to keep them safe. So what is your gift? You must compete and compete by the rules. You must get to work and do your thing and do it under the authority of the word of God and compete to win. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 24 says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run their very best to win, but only one receives the prize. Run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. I do not flail around like one beating the air, just shadow boxing. But like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will somehow be disqualified as unfit. I I myself will not somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. You must train, you must work, you must know God's playing field and how you play the game because when you do it his way, you will see a return. Just like we gave, if you will give not grudgingly or of necessity, but as a cheerful giver, if you will give according to God's word and, and uh, out of obedience to him and given the way that he said to give, God will bless your giving. If you will serve one another, God will bless your serving. If you will give mercy to one another, God will give you mercy. There are kingdom laws that you cannot break. You do God's kingdom law, you will receive God's kingdom blessing. But you have to compete. You have to train. You cannot just get up in the morning and decide you're going to go run 10 miles. You may try, you may die, or you'll never run again. But if you will train and work, I can tell you that the more I run, the more I have to learn how to run. I get older and my joints start hurting and I have to YouTube, how do I stretch this muscle? Because I want to continue running. Now I could stop running and not have to worry about it, but I want to continue running. So I have to train and learn how to do it. I'm getting slower and slower, but I don't care. I want to keep running. I'm getting older and older. Things have to change. I have to adjust. But if I want to keep going, I have to keep training and gaining knowledge and learning and talking to other runners. Hey, you're 10 years older than me. How have you kept this up? And they'll tell you. They can't wait to tell you. You you take some seasoned Christians. I'm just looking at you, Burton and Cindy. If someone came to you and said, man, I'm the first five years into my marriage and we're really struggling right here. You would have a wealth of wisdom and would love to share it. But you're not just going from table to table shouting to people about how to have a good marriage. Do you follow me? I have to work. You have to work. Let's get to the last one. The farmer, hard-working farmer, uh, Liz, this is second Timothy chapter two, verse six. the hard-working farmer who labors to produce crops ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Think over the things that I'm saying, grasp their application for the Lord will grant you insight and understanding in everything. So the farmer, have you ever received a harvest from your? garden that you didn't plant other than weeds now we'll tell you we uh in our backyard we have we've put down um kind of a ground cover type thing where it was rock we just put down rock but we put put down plastic and put down rock and put a couple little bushes in there and uh Elizabeth and I are not the best weed pickers you know we're we're okay at it. We, we do good to kind of get stuff down and then we kind of leave it and then it's like I don't like that anymore but we, we got on the swing and looked back and there were strawberries. We didn't plant strawberries. We guessed maybe they're wild strawberries or maybe because we eat strawberries and throw the, the tops. I don't know. It's not enough strawberries to eat. None of us are willing to eat them. They're not a harvest that we're going to, they're not a crop that we're going to harvest. But when have you ever sowed some, when have you ever not sowed something, but you, but you reaped it? doesn't happen. First of all, you've got to go work the ground. You've got to break it up and plow the ground. Then you've got to get seed in the ground. Then you've got to work it. And then God's got to do his thing. Without God doing his thing, that seed won't split. Nothing will grow. Nothing will happen. But God does his thing. Even for the non-Christian that goes out and sows seed, it will produce. God's kingdom laws will produce whether you're a believer or an unbeliever. Did you hear me? It's why uh, un- non Christians that give typically are very wealthy financially. They get it, they get the value of giving. So I want to encourage you, just like the farmer, plow the ground sow your seed. You will reap what you sow. Always, good or bad, you'll reap what you sow. So why not sow good? I'm just going to back up and I'm going to close right there. Even with us wearing these masks, you know what we're doing? We are sowing good. None of us want to wear them. I found it kind of interesting, Cody, for you to worship and you can't see anybody's mouths. You know, it's it's hard as worshipers to, to not have any interaction. I hoped that you could see close enough you could see my breath getting sucked into my mask and then back out. Then back in because of but I'm singing, I'm worshiping, I got my hands up, but you can't see anything. You are sewing. The fact that you're here today, you are sowing. When you go out into the world, we are walking out into a world that is a harvest waiting to be taken. I believe we are in these end days. I mean just look around. I believe that the Lord is coming. So get to work. Church, get to work. Let's make a difference. I'm going to back back up. Let's make a difference. I want to encourage you, Justin and I, you know, we've been kind of on our own little island alone. You guys have been giving online. You've been sending in your checks. You've been calling us. You've been uh, giving us feedback via um, Facebook and Instagram. It's been overwhelming. Um, I don't know how to say it any better, but how well it's gone. It's been overwhelming how you've been toward us. This has been such a hard time. But I want to encourage you, let's get to work. Find a way to reach those around you. Take the teaching, go back to 2 Timothy chapter 2, take the teaching that you're learning and share that, teach others. Teach them to be exact, to stay focused, to not allow things to, not allow, I think Justin, you were talking about, even in your thoughts, don't allow dumb thoughts to take care of those. Before they get out your mouth. That nonsense. How was it phrased? And I'll end there. It was um, gets entangled in the ordinary business affairs of civilian life. He avoids them so that he may please the one he is enlisted to serve. Help us. Let's just pray together. Father God, I thank you for our church body. I thank you for those that are watching um, on Facebook, on YouTube. Father God, I just ask that your word would not return void, but it would accomplish what it was set forth to do and that our church would begin competing according to your word and according to your kingdom. I pray that we stay safe and stay healthy. I pray that this virus would dry up and die, that, the, uh, that all our leaders would come up with a great vaccine that would work and get it quickly. Father God, I pray for the deaths to slow down, for the curve to flatten, For healing over our, it's not our nation, over our world. We need healing. Father God, you are the healer. You are Jehovah Ropha, Rophi. You are the Lord, our healer. I just ask right now that we would turn to you and ask you to heal us. Heal us, Lord. I pray for all the pastors of Cookville and Putnam County that we would all follow your Holy Spirit, follow your word, Not be directed by the fears of man, but Lord, that we would come together and do what it is that you're calling our church, Big C Church, to do. That we would have great effectiveness, salvations, breakthroughs, marriages, addictions. God, people would get free. That people would get free. This is what freedom looks like. This is what heaven looks like. We praise you. Thank you, Father God. Now, Lord, I just ask you to help us leave in a, in a correct manner. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Six feet apart. Let us adhere to what wise people are saying for us to do to stay safe. And, Lord, let this pass. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor Justin, will you come up and just bless everyone?